0: Okay, this is the kind of cancel I like. No, I'm not for the cancel culture, but I like this kind of cancellation. Hi, everybody. Brian Sussman here. Brian Sussman Show, Faith, Family, Freedom. Thank you for joining me. So what's been canceled? (laughs) Well, Chief Justice John Roberts earlier today canceled Joe Biden's plan to cancel hundreds of billions of dollars in student loans at the expense of the U.S. taxpayer. Uh, the, the first cancellation, the one that Biden wanted to cancel student loans, well, of course, I was against that. You were against that. Anyone with, you know, with any kind of financial acumen, well, maybe not even. Anybody with a sense of true patriotism in the spirit of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness would be against that. But we live in a day and age where people know nothing about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Anyway, Chief Justice John Roberts in the Supreme Court decision today, decided that um, they're rejecting the idea that the president has unilateral authority to wipe away such loans. Because you see, that was the issue at hand. We have all of these student loans. And gosh, this is really a long story. The whole student loan, student loans used to be given by private institutions. Oh gosh, this is real. Now I'm I'm going this is a story that I wrote about years ago. But I hadn't planned on going down this road, but I'll just tell you a little bit about it. Student loans at one time in this nation were given by private institutions. You know, private lenders would provide the money for a student loan. The United States government wasn't in it. But then during the Obama administration, all that changed, and suddenly the student loans and all of that debt was taken on by the federal government. With one exception, there was, there is, and I, I don't know if it exists, I'm kind of going back here, and forgive me, as some of you know, my brain is laid out like a ransom note, so I'll start talking and then I'll say, whoop, here I go over there. I believe it was Tom Daschle. Tom Daschle was a, is, was, is, is he around anymore? Tom Daschle? Okay, I better stop tape and look this up. Hold on, I'll be back in like two seconds. Hang on. Okay, I'm back. (laughs) So, (laughs) So here's what happened. During the Obama administration, all of the student loans were indeed, as I mentioned, were given by private institutions. During the Obama administration, all that changed, the Obama administration took over all the federal student loan debt. And I think the plan was that someday the Democrats would have this gargantuan moment where they would forgive all student debt, because now that the federal government owned the debt, they would, at least they thought, they would have the power to get rid of that debt, just give everybody a free lunch. There was one particular institution banking institution that continued to give out student loans, and it was a bank in South Dakota. The reason why that bank was allowed to continue uh, making money with student loans is because Tom Daschle was a Democrat senator from that state, and he worked out that deal. Uh, Tom Daschle was and otherwise, you know, by today's standards as a Democrat, he'd be a conservative. I don't, I don't think he would. I really don't even think he'd he'd probably be a Republican nowadays. But um, he was a Democrat and he was a rather conservative Democrat, especially coming out of South Dakota. But he was able to arrange this sweetheart deal whereby, yes, I will vote for I will vote for I'll be with you on this. President Obama, when you want to take over all the student loans, but the bottom line is I got a bank here in South Dakota and we need a little sweetheart deal. OK, so, you know, I'll vote for you if you help out this bank. It was one of those kind of deals. Uh, it's interesting because Tom Daschle was then promoted by Obama. Obama wanted to be Health and Human Services Secretary. But instead, Daschle ended up leaving uh, after having served in South Dakota for many years, he ended up leaving to go to work for DLA Piper, um, where he was able to just make loads and loads of money. I mean, this is kind of the way it works, right? You, you're you're a public servant for all those years, and you're only making so much money, and you're bereft of making any money on the side because you're a public servant. But man, when you get out, you can make bank, and that's what happened to... Uh, to daschle he got out of there and he made loads of money Uh, that's just the way politics works these days but where was i going okay back to the scotus decision from earlier today because this is this is a big deal and it's interesting because well nancy pelosi said this in 2021 and she was actually quoted in this decision In 2021, July 28th, to be specific, she said people think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He does not have that power. That's what Nancy Pelosi said. This has to do with Joe Biden and the Biden administration deciding they were going to forgive all all debts. He does not have that power. That's the kind of thing a dictator would do. The Congress has the power of the purse in this country. It's just it's a beautiful system we have. Perfect. No, but the best. Yes. It's government for the people, by the people, of the people. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. We don't have a king. We don't have an oligarch. We don't have we don't have a dictator. But oftentimes the person in the White House tries to act like a dictator, and that's what Joe Biden was just doing. It was a six-three decision to block the Department of Education's plan to erase about four hundred thirty billion dollars in student loan debt. And uh, they were going to do this through something called the HEROES Act. These acronyms, it's just ridiculous. The HEROES Act. Okay, what does HEROES stand for? Health and Economic Recover, Recovery Omnibus Emergency Solutions. The HEROES Act. Well, of course, you've got to be for the HEROES Act. No, the HERO was going to make a zero out of the American taxpayer and anybody else who ever paid their debt in the past. You fool. If you just would have waited a little while, you wouldn't have had to pay it. But think of this. This was just a big, another big transfer of wealth scheme. So think of all the the people, first of all. Well, it's interesting because 87% of Americans do not have student loans. But about 13% of Americans, believe it or not, do have student loans. So... Most of the people in this country don't have a student loan. If they had one, they have paid it off. So we're going to pick the pockets of the American taxpayer so that we can pay for student loans that are being held by all these people who went into that agreement. It was an agreement they made. They signed their name on the bottom line. Yes, I will pay this back. Now, I can't help it if some of these people maybe went to college for a semester or two and it didn't work out, but they've still got this bill. Or maybe they went to junior college for two years, they have the bill, or maybe four years of college and then a master's degree and a PhD in a subject that does not necessarily translate to a job. You know, that's the one thing I, I, whenever I have an opportunity, to give input into somebody's college, college uh, career, I always ask, what are you going to major in? And if they tell me, for example, psychology, the next question I will ask is, okay, well, what are you going to do with that? Are you becoming a psychology major because you want to figure out yourself? Or are you doing it because you would like to use that to hmm, maybe pursue a medical degree? or you want to get a master's in psychology and you want to be you know, marriage and family therapist. you, you got to have a reason for this. When I hear of people saying that they're going to take, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm majoring in sports management. Okay, that's a pretty narrow field. Do you really think you're going to get a job in sports management? And if you don't, what are you going to do with that degree? Because otherwise it's kind of worthless. Or maybe the people... The person that takes you know i'm I'm majoring in leadership okay well that's great where's that going to take you how about majoring in mm, i don't know something like math because there's a whole lot of jobs in the silicon valley right now for mathematicians or engineering or all of these things that are involved with tech i guess you could get a business degree man that's kind of broad you can do everything from sales to management, all sorts of things. Get your MBA. Man, that is, that is, worth, that is worth bank. I have a friend's son who is, wants to go into the mission field, wants to be a missionary, and is going to college right now, and they're taking some class. I said, kid, kid's smart enough. Have him get his MBA because I got news for you. Even in, in the mission field, there's room for MBAs. Those organizations are looking for people that understand business. And guess what? If the mission thing only works for like five years or 10 years or whatever, you've got a great degree that can translate to something else. Listen, the bottom line is, if you sign up for this stuff alone, you've got to pay it back. You've got to pay it back. You know, it's amazing because I'm looking at Judge Roberts' decision here, and he says this. He said, erasing student loans would would exacerbate inflation and bypass imperative congressional input. Absolutely. He said, today we have concluded that our precedent, new and old, requires that Congress speak clearly before a department secretary who can unilaterally alter large sections of the American economy. Congress speak clearly. Not the president. He's not a dictator. He doesn't have the power of the purse. It's Congress. It's we the people. These are our representatives. Now, it's interesting because initially Nancy Pelosi was criticizing Biden when she said he doesn't have that power. But later she became an advocate of Biden's debt cancellation plan. It's it's really interesting. Nancy Pelosi today has not publicly acknowledged that Roberts has named her in the opinion. He actually quoted her. But she did issue a statement earlier this morning denouncing the decision by the Republican supermajority. Boy, that bothers the left. The Republican supermajority bothers them so much. You know what their answer is? Stack the court. Thank God for Donald Trump. I'm telling you. At the end of the day, that court is that court because he said those are the types of people he would select. He said that on the campaign trail. He said all these things on the campaign trail that, quite frankly, I would scratch my head saying, this is first time around. Uh, I would scratch my head saying, who, I like Donald Trump a lot. I've always thought he was a very fascinating personality. This is when he was running for president first time around. I've always been fascinated by him. I, I've enjoyed watching interviews with him and listening to interviews over the years. I, I like I like his show. He was just a very likable guy. But he would say make all these pronouncements. When I'm president, I'm going to, and I think he has no track record of any of this. How do I know I can trust him? And one of the things he said was he would be selecting jurists to the Supreme Court that were I'm paraphrasing here, but essentially conservative. And he by all accounts, he did it. Six three majority. The supermajority. So here's what Pelosi said. The Republican supermajority in the Supreme Court cruelly boy the rhetoric. The Republican supermajority in the Supreme Court cruelly denied more than 40 million Americans deeply needed student debt relief. Okay, stop the program. When's it gonna be car car payment relief? When's it gonna be housing payment relief? I mean, all of you liberals agree with the United Nations that housing's a right. So when are we going to eliminate that? Oh, I forgot. We already do for certain people. I'll give you a case in point on that. For all those years I was working in San Francisco, I had a condominium in the city, a condominium that my wife and I owned. It was in a beautiful building. I, I loved it. It was just, uh, it was a very, very, very nice place. However, it's interesting because there were a certain person, when that place was built, when that condominium complex was built, it was built and a certain percentage of the condominiums being sold were designated low income. And they could, they could be sold, so you'd have to qualify as a low income individual. You would get the place at a, about, probably 50% of retail. And then you would get a super duper loan on top of it. If you ever decided to sell, um, you could, of course, sell it and even make a profit, but you would only be able to sell it to someone who was looking for a low income property and they qualified for that property. So it was just amazing because there were a lot of people in this complex, a certain percentage, I don't know if it was 10 or 15%, but a certain percentage of people, they literally, they got their places on the cheap. Now, who took that one in the shorts? Well, the developer took it in the shorts because they had to sell at a reduced rate to accommodate. And, and that's the only way they could build the place. The city of San Francisco said, okay, you want 800 units. Well, guess what? 80 of those units have to be low-income housing. So they lost money on that. And then quite frankly, the city of San Francisco or the county of San Francisco loses money on the taxes. But at the end of the day, everybody feels good about themselves. So we already accommodate certain sectors of our population with these kind of breaks. But to just give a wholesale, okay, student debt over, Congress has the power of the purse. Joe Biden didn't have the power of the purse. So what else did Nancy Pelosi say? (laughs) The Republican supermajority of the Supreme Court cruelly denied more than 40 million Americans deeply needed student debt relief. In doing so, the court allows a crisis of debt to continue holding back families from buying homes, starting businesses and making ends meet. Oh, I'm surprised she didn't say anything about racism in that statement. She also added, Biden is to be commended for his actions to ease the student loan burden, which disproportionately harms women and people of color. Oh, well, okay, she did go racist. (laughs) Why doesn't that surprise me? Okay, I'm going to give you the full quote. To be commended for his action to ease the student loan burden, which disproportionately. Disproportionately harms women and people of color, energized by our commitment to equity, justice, and opportunity. This fight is not over. Well, there you go. Now, I guess it is all about race. Jeez. These people are so predictable. It's just like that congressman that I interviewed uh, for the podcast I do called Straight Talk Sedona with Brian Sussman, K A Z M radio. Just go to straighttalksedona.com. When I interviewed Eli Crane, the congressman, the new congressman from Arizona, super great guy, uh, he's on the Homeland Security Department, a Homeland Security Committee, I should say. And I said, "What is it like when you're, you know, you're showing us these pictures? You're showing the committee pictures of, you know, drugs and and evidence of human trafficking and prostitution and and uh, evidence that terrorists are coming across the border from crazy countries like Iran?" I said, "How do you?" How do your colleagues on the other side of the aisle who are on that committee react? He said, well, they always go to two things, race, and uh, we got to get rid of the Second Amendment, gun control. Predictable as the day is long. BrianSussman.com, Brian Sussman Show on Facebook, Daily Doses of Inspiration, Brian Sussman Show on Instagram. God bless you, my friends. Have a great weekend. And if it's not the weekend, have a great day. Until next time.